0: We're not going to fight anymore! I'm also just a girl. I hate to float.
1: Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience! For all y'all up in here, it's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! Everyone, welcome back to When Cinefiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mella here with Josh, Lacey,
2: and Rashawn.
1: Before we get started, take a quick little minute to like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also support this little love of ours, this little podcast, at buymeacoffee.com backslash WCA. What's up, guys? What's up? Hello. Hello?
3: We haven't hey. done one of these in a while. I
1: know. Back to normal. What the hell have we been watching?
3: <laughs> a lot. Uh, Invincible's back on, so that's fun. Lacey and I went through all of the new Planet of the Apes movies recently. Ooh. There might not be a better action trilogy, modern day action trilogy. Trilogy. Um, let me. Let me take that again. There might not be a better modern day action trilogy. Hello, John Wick. <laughs> Those are there's more than one, so it doesn't count. The Planet of the Apes. There's not. There's more than three, or no. Right now, there's only three. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're very good. They the first one is like really hard to watch because of the animal cruelty. Ah, um, uh, yes. I just started crying like 15 minutes in. And I was like, Monkey. it's just really awful. And Josh was like, we don't have to watch these. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> they get their revenge. It's okay. <laughs> but I was just like sitting there sobbing.
1: Yeah, you kind of got to push through so they can uh,
3: whoop open. ass to yeah.
1: get in there. Yeah. This, I mean, it's been a minute, but we haven't been able to talk about it. Me and Rashawn went to go see a movie called Foe. It has our girls, Patricia Ronan and Paul Mescal. It's a slow burn, I would call it, but I really, I really dug it. I think, I, is it a book or Sean?
2: Uh, yes. Yes. It
1: yeah. Is. It feels very much like a book um, in a, in a good way, in a really good way. It just seems like something you would read and be like, huh, I want to see that as a movie. And I know the reviews on it. A lot of people are like, it's really slow. Why didn't this happen? It took so long to get here. But I think if you go into it, one, not knowing anything and two, just being down to like sit through it and see what happens, it doesn't, I didn't really feel the time like that because I I had no idea about it. I just know who the two leads were and that was enough for me. Mm -hmm. And I had a good fucking time. I don't know if it's in theaters anymore because it's it's one of those smaller kind of like indie movies, but if it's streaming anywhere soon, y'all should watch it.
0: Yeah,
4: I mean, I love both of those actors, so
1: yeah, that was it for me. I was just like, all right, whatever they want to do, I'll watch it.
2: Yeah, Aaron Pierre is the third part of the trio in the film. Mm. Um, he's he was really great in the Underground Railroad a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting sci-fi bare bones sci-fi premise that I didn't love as much as Mela, but I, I definitely appreciated the three leads and. That was a really interesting watch.
1: Mm Oh, yeah. What have you Um, been watching,
2: Rashani? I got to see Rustin. This is a Netflix film starring Coleman Domingo. He plays uh, Bayard Rustin, who was a part of the Civil Rights Movement. Very close friends with MLK and had a really substantial hand in creating the March on Washington that led to the Civil Rights Act. And uh, he's kind of an unseen or an untold figure in this part of history because of his sexuality. Um, Being a gay black man during the 60s was just unacceptable. Um, So he, I think his part in history kind of got pushed aside. Um, Coleman Domingo is, as always, just incredible. He's Um, so good all the time. He's so, so, so good. To go from something like Zola to this... And then he's gonna play Mister in the Color Purple. I think he's just—you don't really appreciate his range, but he's—he's he's just been doing this for years. Um, it's a fairly by-the-book biopic, but I, I think he le- he elevates the material and as well as the cast, like Jeffrey Wright, Chris Rock, Audra McDonald. Damn, um, just a really great cast. It's only, like, an hour 40, so it breezes by, and he's just... He's the center of the movie, and he's hes great. I feel like he might... Between this or The Color Purple, he's probably going to be nominated for something this year, and um, I'm really glad I, I checked it out. So, it's Tell on Netflix. Is, is it
1: funny? I feel like... I mean, it's definitely been coming up on my, my Netflix, like, algorithm, but the way um, that they're marketing, I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? I don't know.
2: He... He has these moments where he kind of flips the tables on, on people and he's he's a very good like wordsmith and he mm. has these anecdotes that he just throws back at people who are trying to stop him from achieving his goals. So in that respect, it, it's kind of funny. It's humorous. I don't know if okay. I'd say it's a comedy okay? because um, there's some pretty heavy subject matter. Yeah.
3: Netflix says that weird shit where like depending on your algorithm, they'll they'll tweak the poster or the trailer like if you watch a lot of action or drama uh, you might get a comedy that has a a a fight scene in it for fun but that'll be the thing they show you like yeah they're always warping their previews based on your algorithm
1: and this i know because i'm like like for example the poster of the notebook it's just ryan gosling (laughs) 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 and i'm like great but (laughs) it's so when i saw that trailer um, I put it on my watch list. I was like, I don't think this is supposed to be this funny. Like they're just <laughs> taking little bits of whatever, yeah. whatever scene, and just make chopping it up. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a historical drama with bits of humor. I'd say. Mm.
1: I love those. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. Do you? Um, depending on which history, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not gonna go <laughs> too far back. Yeah, very specific. <laughs>
2: I won't dwell on this quick, but since we had watched, since we had talked, I got a chance to see Soulburn since we had that wow. episode.
1: And what do we think?
2: Oh, Carmella. Oh,
1: Rishonny.
2: <laughs> I'm very glad I saw it. I, I liked Emerald Fennel a lot. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy, but it's not crazy enough. I am, And I know that's saying a lot, given some of the images in the movie. But I wish it had courage of its convictions to kind of push a little farther.
1: Mm, You're freaking nasty. (laughs) Real freaking nasty shit. Um, And
2: I I just am not, not to spoil anything, but I'm not a fan of homoeroticism without pulling the trigger.
0: Mm, mm -hmm. And
2: I think a lot of the advertising and a lot of the press would have you believe the movie is something that it is very
3: much not.
1: Mm, totally.
3: Do you think uh, Mr. Tallboy, what's his name?
1: Jacob Elordi. Jacob
3: do you think Blades? Elordi and Keowen being all over each other is, like, manufactured? Do you think they were told to, like, be handsy on um, the right carpet? Or do you think they're just buds? No.
2: I think I think they're they got really close, especially considering their relationship in the movie. But even just the trailer I watched after I saw the movie... And I was just like, no, that's not, that's not what's on the box. Like, you're not selling me that. And then something different in the movie. But I, I, I dug it. It's, it's very provocative. It will push your buttons. But maybe seventy five percent, and I wanted a hundred.
0: Mm.
2: Right, I'll say that. Your turn, Lacey. <laughs> um,
3: I do not watch
4: it. I just was not on the episode where we got to talk about things. So I wanted to elaborate on what Josh mentioned for me. Um, there's a very small short series on HBO Max right now called Frank Elda's Book of Spooks. It's five 10 minute episodes. It's all stop motion animation. It is freaky. It's colorful. It's dark. It's everything, like if you imagined something that I would want to see on TV, it's exactly that. (laughs) Um, It's so great. Every episode is like a a fable or a lesson told through monsters and ghosts in stop motion animation. Um, And it's just really great. I know we're way past Halloween, but I feel like you could watch this literally any time of year. And I just, I want more people to see it because it's only one season and hoping very much that we'll get another. I started it. Did what? You did? Mm-hmm.
2: After you talked about it. I started. Oh. I can't. I'm
3: tell me you I don't They're only 10 minute episodes, so how do you start and not, okay. How do I start and not finish it? Yeah, I just I want know. to check it out. I, you, you'd be sitting down watching four-hour movies uh, because
0: ah, this, is real true. <laughs> <laughs> this is real true. What did you think? <laughs> Can't even.
2: I dug it. I dug it. I uh, also Lacey thinks I don't listen to her recommendations, but I do. <laughs> um, I watched because I did watch uh, Namona like a couple months ago oh. after you you talked about it. Um, I, I dug it. It's you know, not personally my 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 thing, but I, I thought it was really cute and kind of safely dark and gothic. I I, I dug it. Yeah. I will not give you my word that I'll finish it, That's but I I checked, I appreciate I checked that it you
1: out.
4: It. That's very
3: nice. Yeah,
1: I think you need to uh, keep that little bit of silence that everyone had. Oh, <laughs> we <Wednesday>. believed you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did. Oh, really? yeah,
2: everyone was
3: like, "Bullshit."
4: <laughs> no, it's what? not that. It was just like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't expect Every- you to try it.
3: Everyone was reading your face for the subtlest change to yeah. see if he, if you, g- <laughs> if it gave away how you actually feel about
1: it.
2: I will watch anything. I didn't say I love everything. This
1: is that's true. We know that I won't we watch know. everything, but you will.
3: Lacey and I have been watching Survivor. You know, that's my one. That's my one reality show.
1: Yo, I you guys probably already know this, but I just read that Mike White was on Survivor. Yeah,
3: he's a super fan. Yeah,
1: that is so <laughs> fucking cool and funny to me. It was like, of, he was really White White
4: fun on that fame, season. Right? It was like yeah. a messy season.
1: I I've never watched it, but I think that's just fucking sick that he's like, fuck it, let's do Survivor. Mm.
2: <laughs> do you guys know Suri? Yeah, Suri Fields. Yeah, she's she on Big Brother on this- too, right? Mm-hmm. yeah she brought her sign
4: so was on uh sorry she was on the challenge no the other one with alan cummings is the host
3: oh that's right the the, the traders my, yeah from... she was on that
4: too she's running a awesome. gambit of reality and i love her work. <laughs> hell yeah
2: so dude. Good. she can't she hasn't won yet but i'm i don't know i hope she wins.
3: she'll something. get
1: there all right guys what are we fighting about today Mella. Hey, Lace. It's Christmas time.
4: It sure is. And you had us watch The Family stove. Dilly Billy Dally
0: there, pretty lady. We're all going to be down here talking about you.
3: She is completely uptight. I am not sleeping with you in your bed, in your parents' house. (laughs) Separate bedrooms. It's so silly. Are Everett and Meredith going to get married? Four words. Second Second, second second word.
0: Beekeeper. Ring. Bride.
4: Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. They hate me. Oh. They hate they
3: me. They just yet. met
0: you. I just figured you'd give her a hard time, have a good laugh, but then back off. Meredith's checking into the inn. And now her sister Julie's giving up Christmas with her entire family in order to be with Meredith. I'm ashamed of all of you, well, even you. Hi. Hey, hey. Hi.
1: The this Family Stone season. is a 2005 awesome. comedy oh, drama enough. written and directed by Thomas Bashuka. It stars an ensemble cast including Diane Keaton, Craig T. Nelson, Dermot Mulroney, Sarah Jessica Parker, Luke Wilson, Claire Danes, Rachel McAdams, and Tyrone Giordano. The Family Stone is about an uptight conservative businesswoman that accompanies her boyfriend to his eccentric and outgoing family's annual Christmas celebration. She finds out that she's a fish out of water in their free-spirited way of life. Uh, yeah, I would, that's, that's fine. That's a fine synopsis. (laughs) We, we know that I didn't write that and I, (laughs) and that's okay. I also looked on Wikipedia and I don't like that one either, but I think this, this is a nutshell. The Family Stone is like an absolute must watch every Christmas for me. The coziest little movie. I love A Cozy Christmas. If I could ideally have my house look like this set of the family stone every year, that would be completely ideal for me. I think this movie shows like a true family dynamic. I think that everyone has like their little quirkiness. The synopsis says it's eccentric. Yeah, I just don't think that they're like a Hallmark family. The mean sister, the artsy sister, the sister that has two kids. You have the stoner brother. Like it just makes sense for this family. I think Diane Keaton is the warmest, strongest um, uh, matriarch that I've seen on film. Not ever, but just one of. Um, And I love this movie. I think it's just a great way to pop off the Christmas season. Um, I think I have one person on my side for sure today, so I'm going to go ahead and start with her. Lace. Mela. Yes.
4: I will, I have to disagree with you on one point. Okay. I can't watch this movie every year for a couple of reasons.
1: I think I might understand why.
4: One, I cry so much. <laughs> this movie me much. <laughs> makes me hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. I also think this movie does tension and stomach curling, toe curling uncomfortableness so well that it's not an easy Christmas movie to just pop on. I think this movie is authentic while still having all of the necessary cheese and gingerbread that you need for a Christmas movie to be delightful. I love this movie. I love this movie. I love everything about this movie. I think it's a wonderful family dynamic. Is it perfectly written? No, it's a little it's a little uh <laughs> gingerbready. Um, I know. and there are some things that make me go ooh. Um mm-hmm. But overall, I just adore this movie. And like you said, if my house could look and feel like the stone house every year Absolutely. at the holidays, I would be the happiest girl alive.
1: Completely. Love it. Great. Okay. Josh has never seen this, correct? We'll have you for last. <laughs> Rashani.
2: <clears throat> hey, Mel.
1: <laughs> Hi, Rashawn.
2: So I want to preface this. Mm -hmm. Here we go. It's going to be forgotten in about 30 minutes that I do enjoy this movie. (laughs)
1: That will be forgotten. It
2: it will be forgotten. And I watch it once a year. Partly because it it does have a great Christmas feel. Partly because I live with you. And it's it's on every year like The Preacher's Wife. Mm -hmm. Having said that, stellar cast, insanely good cast, all firing on all cylinders, this movie is demented. Like, it is... (laughs) Dark-sided. It (laughs) is bizarre. It is bizarre in the worst possible ways to the point where as much as I enjoy it and I love it and I cry every time I watch it. Cried last night. Gus was sitting there watching me. Didn't know what was going on. (laughs) I think it is actively bad. And that's okay. Okay. That is okay. Because I return to it every year. And, it God, doesn't and that's what to, counts. doesn't have to be a masterpiece. It, it, it requires a lot of goodwill. And I think a lot of the plot hinges on Sarah Jessica Parker acting like the complete opposite of a human being. <laughs> and it's just... Like, <laughs> She's reaching, Your Honor. The plot is reaching. Like, it just doesn't... There's a lot of things that have to be forgiven plot-wise. And I'm not just talking about her views because I think that's a great part of the movie. But the same way I talked about Salt I don't think it has the courage of its convictions to just, like, go there. And there are times where it wants to be Home Alone and times when it wants to be August Osage. And I don't think it has the push and pull in one direction or the other. It's just kind of a Frankenstein of a movie. And mm. hey, here's this really tragic and like it just doesn't <laughs> It's mashed potatoes. <laughs> and I like mashed potatoes, but I don't know. I'll 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 talk. Okay. But I remember what I said at the top. Remember what I said at the top.
1: He said I didn't like this movie at all. He said what
4: it's actively bad.
1: That's what I heard. Okay, moving on. Josh,
2: y'all are praying on my downfall, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> All right, baby, this is the first time you've seen it. Yeah. Before we talk, what did you know about this movie? Anything?
3: Actually, next to nothing. Uh, just oh. Lacey had mentioned how stressful it can get, but that's it.
1: How stressful how... this movie can get?
3: Yeah, like I knew how much she loved it, but I know she. I also knew that she's never like turned it on while we're hanging out in the living room for Christmas time hmm. because of how stressful it can get.
1: Got it. Okay. That's it. That's all I knew. Okay. What did you think?
3: Hmm. So this movie was a series of, of two steps forward, three steps back, four steps forward, two steps back, one step forward, one step back for me. <laughs> some were big leaps forward. Some were big leaps back. Some were small.
1: You were doing a cha-cha slide. I was dude.
3: <laughs> poka. Um ultimately I think this movie, if we're if we're starting at zero, counting our steps, I think this movie ends at one step forward. I think I'm ultimately a thumbs up. But that thumbs up is so fragile Ooh. and so precariously <laughs> hoisted that A good argument in either direction could have it crumble to the ground. And the main reason for that thumbs up is the performances. They're all phenomenal. Rachel McAdams is the most effortless performer I've ever seen in any medium ever and maybe will ever watch.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, I love me some Craig T. Nelson. They're all great. But then there's things that happen in the writing. And there are things that happen that is the entire ending. Then there's things that happen... That are character motivations that really bug the fuck out of me. But ultimately, I ended the movie enjoying my time. Not upset that I watched it. So to be real, to be honest, I enjoyed it for the first watch through. So it's a thumbs up. But that thumbs up comes with a metric fuck ton of asterisks.
1: (laughs) Okay. I will take that really weak thumbs up. So I am well aware at how clunky this movie may be. I'm very much aware. I know that this is not a masterpiece. This is simply, I love this movie a lot. I think it's it's definitely deserve, deserving to be on, our, um, on the pod. I think a lot of this, like Josh said, has to do with the performances. I think all of them make some of the bad writing sounds Pretty good. I want to start off by talking about Meredith. (laughs) When I first watched this movie, I fell into it. I I had the the same attitude towards her that the family does, and now after like a hundred watches later, I'm like, damn, I kind of feel bad for her. Why? Um, (laughs) I still don't. I don't feel bad for her. It's not even like a fish out of water. I really don't think it's that. I think nobody even tries to give her a chance at all they already take Rachel McAdams opinion of that first dinner and they run with it she paints this picture of her which is not totally untrue but she just says everything that's the worst part about her and they're like damn this bitch sucks and then they never let up and I think yes she she's uptight and she's weird but i feel like i imagine if she came into my family which is loud and we make fun of you all the time i think she wouldn't break so easily i think there would be like a a nice way of being like hey it's okay girl take your fucking shoes off but this family is just like no this bitch sucks i
2: she (laughs) does suck
1: i think does she
2: yeah she sucks
4: I think a big part of that is how Everett behaves with and because of her. I don't know that it's even necessarily that it's like Meredith sucks. I feel like she she does personally. But I I think <laughs> it's more that she is the outlet for how Everett is has changed. I mean, we get that whole beautiful moment at the end between Everett and Sybil where she's like, please stop trying to be perfect all the time. And I think that is like the epitome of Everett's character. And we see that kind of stone, bohemian, you know, lively side of him come out again towards the end of the movie. So I think it's partially because of Amy Majorly because of Meredith, but I think it also has a lot to do with Everett and who he is as a person, bringing Meredith into their home.
3: Here's my thing. Here, first, here's the first, <laughs> yeah. So, kind of going off what Sean was talking about, they, they, I wish they would have st- stuck to their guns a little bit because when this first started, I was like, oh, she has some sort of neurodevelopment developmental condition like i thought she had asperger syndrome i was like she just can't handle social situations and the family so they're all just assholes and they're being mean to her but then when she leaves everett and she's with uh wilson's character what's his name paul ben ben, ben? suddenly all these ticks are gone she's a different person so it's <laughs> like it just kind of fizzled away and it's like oh, okay these th- this these personality traits and Her inability to handle social situations was just because she didn't smoke enough pot. I don't know. Like, (laughs) it just kind of seemed like a weak fizzle out to have Sarah Jessica Parker do all of these really wild things. All movie. And then just kind of (laughs) abandon them because she's with Ben now. And like, I don't know. It would just take one
2: human conversation if I was bringing someone home. Just to say, hey, don't yell in my death brother's face yeah. when you walk in the door. Like, w- it's just things that people would never do in real life, which I can I can go with. But like Josh says, they abandon it as soon as she warms up to Ben and she's not that person anymore. But I'm like, the conversation she has at the dinner table is just like, you've never brought this up with Everett. For him to be like, hey, my brother is deaf. He's gay. He's in an interracial relationship, but that's like, the thing. Don't I don't think they thought.
4: do. I don't think yes. Everett did talk to her about that. I think that's, that's a, the whole thing about it. That's the biggest yeah. part of like the issue is their I relationship.
3: My yeah. my thing was when she was explaining how they met, and they did those super cuts of her just talking, 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 and it's like, oh, okay, she just can't. She just does know not know how to operate a non work environment social situation, but then yeah. Suddenly, she
2: she doesn't seem like the person who would keep that to herself until they get to the house. Right. She seems like someone who would have expressed her opinion months ago. You know what I mean? The minute she found out what, who his family was and she already met Amy, you know, like I, I feel like she's so like, this is how I feel. And I just need to express it. I, I can't imagine that this is the first time he's hearing those, those
1: opinions. I don't. At the dinner table.
4: I don't think they talk about anything really outside
1: of work it I, I don't know if she says it when they're talking about how they met
3: yeah they talk about I, where and how but I don't know if it's ever yeah. to timeline.
1: me I've always taken it as like not even a full year mm-hmm. only yeah. because for reasons like this like especially where she's making the strata and she's putting mushrooms and everyone's like hey he's allergic to mushrooms your fiance your boyfriend and she's like I didn't know. <laughs> Or it's, like, stuff like that you would know about somebody that you love, that you're about to marry, that you bring home. And
4: if the moments that they have, like, intimacy, it's so quiet. It's so awkward. And it's very much, they don't, it's all surface level. They don't, like, actually talk about the problem. They just kind of skirt around blame and their feelings, which is why I think Meredith, Starts to word vomit, and then especially at the end where she has that big blow up moment of no, I will not marry you. It's like they both dance around each other so much that especially not from a relationship,
1: right? From jump, where she's like, We're gonna sleep in separate beds. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was just
3: gonna say, Do you think they've ever had sex?
1: I think they have, but maybe it's like calculated, you know,
3: missionary only,
1: missionary only. <laughs> every friday at like 7 p.m
3: pumps counted
1: <laughs>
0: Ew. <laughs> Ugh.
1: Fuck. She yeah i think doesn't,
2: she just doesn't seem real to me and i when everyone else in the family is so grounded and well portrayed i think sarah jessica parker does a great job the character is just like
3: she's doing a lot of heavy lifting with the load she was given and i think changing and putting on a performance that she's asked of this is probably the, the best i've ever seen sarah jessica parker
4: i turned to josh at the beginning of the movie and i was like i always have to remind myself when watching this that that is sarah sanderson from hocus pocus
0: mm-hmm. like
1: yeah. you
4: forget how talented she is she really right. is good
1: because she was Carrie so Crystal. she's really good. yeah at first Wives yeah. club i always forget that Completely little connection different character
3: You know who I would love to see uh, a spin off uh, from the POV of? The same movie, same events. I want to see it from uh, Patrick, Thad's husband. I want to see it from his POV, dude. He is going through every time. Every time. He's just like, oh, yeah. He's just.
4: But I love that because it genuinely feels like. like They put him through the ringer too. Like he, especially Amy, Rachel McAdams character. Like he brings up, he's like, "Well, this isn't the easiest family to fit into."
0: Right,
3: dude. He's going through it. Every scene they cut to him, he's with whoever was the most trouble the previous scene. Like (laughs) trying to like chill things out.
1: Yeah, (laughs) he's the fucking best.
0: What is any of you? Oh. Of course you are. The better, probably. Man, I'm the get Everett, it. when I do, when oh, I oh. Everett, Everett, come on. Hey. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. I don't know if we've met. I'm right. yeah, Brad. Julie. Listen.
1: Somebody's gonna get
4: hurt. What's so great about you guys? Nothing. It's, oh, we're just, it's just that we're all we've got. We're not so great. Yeah. And you! You're the worst! I'm the worst? Nothing
0: happened. Nothing happened. Stop chasing me. I am not doing anything. Stop chasing me. Why does she think she slept with you? Well, we were <laughs> kind of wasted. <laughs>
1: Don't wanna jump all the way to the ending. But we talk about how there's like a little bit of a switcheroo how and how things start getting maybe that home alone esque vibes. And we don't love.
2: <laughs> what <laughs> what do you mean home alone-esque? The the chase around the house, the the score okay. is is you know, I was like this was there a
3: trap that I missed?
0: The, the right.
2: Yeah, there's it's you know the same holiday score, but I I love that movie. I want to see that movie. Hmm. But the pivot to that kind of screwball 50s romantic comedy where like we switch partners, I would love that. But it happens the pivot happens after this the horrible dinner table scene. And it's like, okay, let's go follow Kellyanne Conway as she has a romantic <laughs> subplot. And I'm just like,
0: what? <laughs> ah,
2: it's just so crazy. It's so crazy. She has this crazy speech at the table and then the next 30 minutes are her falling in love with Luke Wilson. It's bananas. I yeah,
3: there's...
1: Well, there's tequila flowing and beers <laughs> are flowing. There's, <laughs> fun,
3: there's fun Christmas movie material with uh, Paul Schneider, Brad, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ambulance driver, Mark Brandanowitz. That's fun. Like Him coming back and then reconnecting. The Claire Danes thing is fun. But, yeah, I'm with Rashawn. After all that, we're supposed to just like those aren't deal breakers for Ben. Right. Ben's <laughs> chill like that. Like, yeah. huh? Like,
2: she just went after your brother and
3: your brother in law
0: like,
2: like hard
0: we're, yeah. we're
3: it's driven home that the rest of this family is like super progressive. Like you see Rachel McAdams in her NPR bag. like, Diane Keaton Mm -hmm. has this big speech about how progressive she's supposed to come across. And like, that's to me, it's we're supposed to believe that that's what this whole family is like, except for Everett, because he's now like a big shot on Wall Street. Right. So, Ben, what's going on, partner?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's cute. (laughs) yeah like i think i think he's known this family for a while it seems right like he she mentions oh i got a card from your mom i see i've seen him around and she's like he knows what kind of family this is i think he's just he he likes amy
3: can i say of all the eye rolls i did in this movie the biggest one came very early when we're introduced to ben to luke wilson and it's the
1: oh i'm sorry i thought you were talking about um no brad
3: oh Paul. brad no brad that's fun like he knows the family the family mm-hmm. loves him he loves them i i really enjoyed that little moment and when he showed up yeah I thought that was really nice when ben shows up and meredith is walking down the steps and you get the rom-com angle up from ben's pov to her down the steps and it slows down like they're gonna fall in love right that shit drives me up a wall. And the fact that we got it like five minutes in, I think it played I think the movie played its hand a little too early for me in that regard. I I saw it coming and all of his little sides and when he shoved his dick in her window, like,
1: okay. <laughs> it has to happen early only because them getting together seems so quick. And then like it doesn't seem quick. Falling in love. It's quick. It is really quick. It's quick. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that they're like, let's just let's just set this up because the ending is gonna be real quick.
4: I agree that it happens fast and it's cheesy, but I also think the first thing we see in the movie is Meredith circling around on the phone, businesswoman, snapping at Everett that his the gift he chose wasn't right, fixing it. And how cold and calculated their relationship is. So I think we see from the jump, oh, these two people, they don't—they're not in love.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it showed the hand. It was intentional.
1: I think it's also because that relationship is so, I- so obvious that they don't love each other i don't even know if they like each other i think it it's really like a business transaction that anyone like luke wilson like ben's character who is just kind of like naturally warm the juxtaposition of those two characters you're just like oh i want to see that automatically
2: i would love another hour of this movie honestly like i said i think everyone's incredible i think the characters are all annoying but great and I you fall in love with them but I just think it needs that two and a half hour runtime to just let us be with them this all this happens in the span of what three days and it just it feels so rushed and I want more time and if you're gonna do all this stuff just make it a long like almost three hour holiday movie because I would dig it and I I want more of Patrick and Thad Besides them just being gay, you know, like I want to know more about them. I want more of Sybil and, you know, really? all of that twist and turn, and it, it just all f- wouldn't come out of nowhere if the movie just had room to breathe a little bit.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, I'll take I'll take another hour.
2: I would. I Hella would watch it.
3: Yeah, uh,
1: at least another thirty. Just to I'll kind give of you like... thirty.
3: It was. It's. Sh- it's a short movie. It's like yeah. It's 5. really short. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about Claire Danes yet? Yeah, of
1: course we
2: can. <sighs> Girl, go
3: home. No, she. <laughs> she didn't want to she... be there.
1: She didn't want to be there to her defense. Oh, yeah. She's like, what the fuck am I doing here?
3: Claire Danes comes in as this beacon, like this beautiful, reasonable, like. Like, clearly, the shot again of her and the trip. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, just like the perfect woman we're supposed to believe. And it's like, yeah, if she's as smart as you're supposed to be telling us, she wouldn't even hesitate at the bus. She wouldn't get off the bus to ask about New Year's. She'd be gone like the wind, dude. (laughs) She fell in love. How? That's the other thing. How? When? Thank you. Like, when? They... I they see walk- why
4: he loves her. I don't see why she's into him.
2: Well, because he looks like Dermot Mulroney. But I mean... Well... That little turtleneck was yeah. doing something to me.
3: <laughs> Charming, lovable. She tells this little story, and of course, this guy who's been with Meredith for a year now falls for her. There's been no indication why she would feel the same. The most he's done is go, huh, so I get coffee? <laughs> We should get coffee. Talk to do him like that. See, Everett, Everett was giving nothing. Don't. Dermot looks like Dermot, but Everett was giving nothing in that moment.
1: You know, I said that in my best friend's wedding, and they didn't let up. They didn't <laughs> let up, but Dude, okay.
3: He's oh, handsome out. as fuck, but but it, but like in terms of what Everett's bringing to the table, he's offering nothing. He was just we should get coffee.
2: I also don't see it with her on her side either. I don't I don't see the attraction to her.
3: Her little story was charming and she's fun and cute and like whatever, but like she's
4: spontaneous and she travels and she's artistic and she's the manic yeah. pixie dream girl for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and she's close she's more like the family mm-hmm. than Meredith will ever be. And that's what brings him back. Right? <laughs>
3: Paging <That's> what... Oedipus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh! I would sign, but I don't know the language. Oh, that's okay. Um, well, do you boys believe in nature versus nurture? I mean, is that all a concern in terms of bringing a child into your house?
2: Not sure. I follow you. Why wouldn't you bring it to the house? (laughs) Well.
3: I, I just mean the gay thing. You know, I mean, there's no irrefutable evidence one way or the other. And yes, they think they've isolated a gene, but what does that mean? They don't know what it's for or what it does. Didn't they determine it's for window treatments? There you go. <laughs> well, one of the contributing factors to being gay may very well be the environment. Well, I mean, look at my drapes, right? Aren't they horrible? There's absolutely no way it was this environment, Meredith.
0: Most of us here believe that sexual. Orientation is a result of a genetic predisposition, much like handedness.
1: Hand? Well, that and Mom.
0: They tried to make us all gay.
1: Hey, what are you talking about? I didn't try, Everett. No, a true. I did hope. <laughs> I, mean,
3: I did.
0: I did desperately hope that you would.
1: Do all we? Be do it. we want to talk about the dinner scene? <laughs> the dinner table <dinner gasps> scene? Hey, we yeah. have to. We have to, right? so family
3: stone Walk so the bear could run <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think this is i think this is a good scene this is a scene where it does want to be august osage county
2: even though i think this came before but
1: yeah yeah, yeah. but i but you know what i'm saying um yeah. it wants it's the fam it's the family drama scene it's the, the family table scene what do we think what are, what are, what are our thoughts Rashad saying no.
2: Ooh, tomato, tomato, tomato.
1: <laughs> Why is it is it is it the character? Is it the writing? Is it all of it? Is it the subject matter?
2: I just don't see the the space for her to express that. You know what I mean? Like I don't see the motivation where she's if she's that uncomfortable and she feels that ostracized. And she doesn't have any kind of social impediment. Why at this point would you say that? It doesn't track for me.
4: I think she is desperately... I don't think she's coming at it in her mind in a vindictive, mean way. I think Mm -hmm. she's trying to get involved in the family conversation. I think... Like, she's desperately trying to involve herself in it. And she's like, oh, they're actually listening to me. They're actually responding. And then it's the panic of, wait, I don't mean that. Wait, I don't mean that. Mm-hmm. But but let me defend myself because she's already so much on the defense. No, I don't think it's <laughs> a good conversation mm-hmm. at all. But I think she's so desperate at this point to be seen and to be heard By them, that she's just word vomiting very poorly and very disgustingly.
3: This scene would go nuts on stage. Oh my god. This scene would eat on stage, dude. Mm -hmm.
2: But it should also be, again, it should be like 15 minutes longer.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
2: I, I would buy it if this were the turning point. If she hadn't already put her foot in her mouth like four times before. If they loved her and Mm. they welcomed her with open arms and then you get to the dinner table and she's like, oh, I'm in. Like, Everett, you were worried for nothing. And then she sits down. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I mean, since we're all warm and cozy and, you know, buddy-buddy with each other, can I ask a question? And then it explodes. But at this point, she's already ostracized and nobody likes her. So I'm (laughs) like, girl, shh.
3: The 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 problem I had with it, I don't I'm not as anti it as Rashawn, but I had an issue with the momentum of the scene. Like if she had been if it had been kind of going, going, going and talking over each other and prodding and if Amy is Amy uh it's Amy, right? Yeah, if Amy if Amy, Rachel McAdams' character, had kind of been poking her and whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. and then she just kinda just blurts out like, Well, I don't see why you'd want your kids to be gay. That'd be one thing, but like the conversation ends, and then she steps in and is like, "Wait, yeah. why did you think that?" Like it, it kind of, kind of wanted to see her get pushed to this point, not pushed like, like it's some sort of outburst. But I don't know. It, it didn't seem right that the conversation was over, and she just kind of brought it back up. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think it. I mean, I agree a lot with Lacey. I think it is something where, at this point, she's already at the hotel right she's she's like you know what i'm just gonna try my best and her best is the absolute fucking worst mm-hmm. we don't feel sorry for her at all right there no
3: not not on that scene not in, in other scenes sure like okay. in it like it charades yeah do you
1: mel i don't know if i feel Completely sorry, but I think this is something that because I've watched it so many times, I'm like, bitch, why are you doing that? Like, I just feel like I'm already like in with this character so much that I'm I want to be on the side. Like, shut. Th- also, if I was Claire Danes, I would already been like, shut the fuck up from across the table.
3: Yeah, kicking that,
1: your sister. <laughs> yeah, they like did what, not like, cut it.
3: They did not have a very for. For having as strong of a bond as as that she would travel to this stranger's house for, for Christmas, mm-hmm. once she got there, to me they didn't seem like they had a very strong sisterly bond. Like that's a mm-hmm. perfect example. To me, at that moment, Julie would have been like, Meredith, shut the hell up. Like,
1: yeah, like let's she,
3: if she knows her sister, she knows where her sister's about to take this.
1: Yeah. That has to do a lot with maybe the runtime. Because there is Mm -hmm. that scene where Julie has the ring stuck on her finger. We think that Meredith has slept with Ben. And it's like the morning after where like chaos is about to ensue. And they're in the bathroom. And she's like, why do you have the ring on? And she's like, where were you last night? That little not even two minute scene I feel like is perfect sister, best friend banter. But Mm -hmm. we really don't ever get it again.
4: God, i hate Meredith in that bathroom. I'm so
1: ashamed. And she's like smiling. <laughs> I hate it so. She thought no, she like, got dicked down.
3: And then ugh. Julie loving the ring, and then Meredith saying, That's it. Ugh.
1: Do
3: you think they actually slept together? No, no I don't think so. Ben they.
4: and Meredith? No.
2: You think like they did? Dom, she's in his room.
1: Why? She passed out.
2: He I had, had to get to her all them. the way up to his room and take her clothes off. Yeah, it's just one of those sitcom. Mm. Like, why do I not have clothes on? It's we like, gotta
4: have so it. the dad can catch you in bed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. But I'm like you. Yeah, I'll I go with it. But I'm also like throw her on the lazy boy and go upstairs. You know, like there's yeah. no there's no reason for him to like trek all the way up. To the highest ben room in the house.
1: Her, right? I think Ben's a bad
3: guy.
2: He likes her, so he takes her clothes off and puts her in his he, bed?
1: Maybe he didn't take her clothes off. Maybe she stripped when she got when she He was did say
4: up. he slept on the floor. He didn't sleep in bed
1: with her. Mm-hmm. What, Josh? I think Ben's a bad dude. I think Why? he slept with her. Oh, you think he slept with her? Maybe.
3: Whoa. Or I think he, he intended Let's to start. and then they zonked out. That's dark. No, no, no.
1: Uh, <laughs> i don't like everyone that. <laughs> oh my god what i don't know i don't, I don't think know. he's bad i, mean, I he's, just think he's, he's a little an asshole guy.
3: i think ben's an asshole an asshole but luke wilson's charming as fuck so he gets away with it think about what he's doing I mean, what oh, do you mean
1: like, like yeah, moving in on his brother's sister. I mean, brothers uh, girlfriend. soon to be fiance. Girlfriend. Like, yeah. obvi-
3: like I yes, mean, his we-
2: brother's busy. <laughs> like, <laughs> with I her think sister. All four. All four the, of them. Are the reason his
3: like, the reason his brother's with her sister is because he's already out with her.
2: I I don't know. I think it's a rom com kind of cliche that they all. And I all think a lot of the rom coms
3: have it. really charming dudes playing assholes. No,
2: this is why you don't like rom coms.
3: Uh-huh. This is why I don't like a lot of Christmas movies, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, like, his full intention is to, like, get her drunk and have sex with her. I think it's just, like, let's just let's just strip Meredith down from all of these fucking quirks and, you know, weird little awkward shit that she does. And let's just talk. Let's just be palsies. Let's just have a beer and laugh. And that's what happens, but she gets out of control.
2: He also he never he never gives her any drinks. She buys all the drinks, right?
0: Do mm-hmm.
3: you think he just wanted to have a drink and laugh when he put his hand on her hand and like stroked her with his finger for like thirty seconds?
4: No, I think he likes her. He, he likes, likes her. Right? For sure. that, that's set up from their first interaction.
3: He put his, his cock in her window. Like, nope.
1: That's that was just.
3: What was that? Write that off. That was just
1: circumstance. It's just the way the car was sitting in the snow. His height. Bad read. Bad read. It happens.
3: Stance or scission. Scission. You know what I mean?
1: Circumstance? Oh, oh, like, okay. (laughs) Question for you guys. If I would have brought the Family Stone to the Best Endings episode, would it have gone on?
0: No. No.
2: Yes. Oh no, my God.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. Ending is horrible.
1: So where oh. <clears throat> you did say that you like a Little Switcheroo though. We like that the girlfriends and the boyfriends have been mixed. You said that you I said would watch I, that movie.
2: I said I would watch that movie, but there's about twenty minutes of that movie inside of this movie.
1: <laughs> is it weird? Is it strange? It's not
2: weird. Again, it just goes back to my, like, make it longer argument. I, I like that conceit. In fact, we're kind of going to watch a version of that next week. But I kind of just want it. I, I think it should be a movie about Fish Out of Water with Sarah Jessica Parker or a movie about the switch with the four of them or a movie about uh, a matriarch leaving her family behind. But it's all of those movies, and I don't feel it serves all of them equally.
3: If this movie had any balls, Everett would have shown up during that epilogue by himself. That would have been fantastic.
2: Mm. I, no, he it, has to be with Claire Dan.
3: Show,
4: it's Christmas.
3: I want to see, not, uh, not from the finale, from the first Christmas, from the big action. I want to see the next month, because Meredith and Everett live together. Julie's got to move. What are those conversa- conversations like? Did Everett and Ben talk about it? Give me the messy, awkward conversations about what's about to happen. Because now <laughs> it's been a year. Sure, they're all past it.
1: Yeah. You want to see the spinoff. Different I want to see the
2: dirt. Different movie.
1: I think, and maybe I can speak for Lacey. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think I can chalk a lot of this movie up to... It's because it's Christmas. Yes, That's all it is. 100%. That's how you answer everything. That's how she
3: gets a bus driver to stop while yeah, he's bullshit. driving a very yeah, specific I, route on Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's just so many things, like literally everything Rashawn listed. I can't say that you're wrong. I can't no. say that this is this movie has this this stuff on. This movie has everything, but it's Christmas. Like this is like a finely packaged Christi- Christmas. Christmas. Family movie where it's just so like, when
2: I sleep with your man, I'm gonna make sure it's on Christmas, so you can't be married.
1: Well, jokes on you because I ain't got no man. <laughs> uh, Good luck, he was talking to
4: me. He was <laughs> talking to me.
3: Yeah, I wasn't talking to melon
4: <laughs> We're switching, lacey <laughs> Yeah.
3: Corroborate this, and near the end with the bus scene with Julie, the first time when the bus pull off pulls off and Dermot is standing there by himself. What was my reaction?
4: He said, oh, thank God. He was so happy that she left. Yeah.
3: No, not that he's single, that she left, because that's realistic. You met him 16 hours ago. What are you talking (laughs) about? He's barely said 10 words to you, aside from coffee. Like, shut the... He jammed a ring on your finger while you were actively trying to pull away. That's insane. You know... I know, but he has that husky
2: voice. His eyes like... (laughs) Not really closed, and he has <laughs> that really scar on his lip, the turtleneck. And it's a combo, it's a combo. It's
4: Christmas, it's, and it's Christmas. It's Christmas.
3: I have a scar on my eyebrow. Lacey, does that do anything for you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah it <Nice. that>. does. <laughs> yes,
3: uh huh. I don't uh, know. Go put on a turtleneck. Let's see. Oh, uh, oh I, I'll buy you a uh, turtleneck. <laughs> no. Editing Rashawn, play the Mitch Hedberg bit about turtlenecks. <laughs> I don't know anything what you just said, so that's a negative. I'll send it to you. That's, <laughs> and it's exactly how I feel about turtlenecks, while you'll never that's catch me in so one. fragile, man. I can't wear a regular neck shirt. It hurts. And I especially hate turtlenecks. Like, wearing a turtleneck is like being strangled by a really weak
1: guy. <laughs>
0: All day. Um, I don't.
1: Yeah, I've never seen you one, not even in like a play. So good. I love mm-mm. Nothing.
2: Mm-mm. Love a good turdy. Hey, I do.
4: Huh? What? I don't think about it. Ew. <laughs> um, Lace. I do want to give a shout out to the the director for inclusion and use of ASL in the movie the family itself had like a nine-week rehearsal period where they were in like an ASL boot camp and to make them feel like more of a family unit when they finally got to set you know from someone who is from a hearing family and not part of the deaf community at all it felt very authentic in the way that they communicated and it was Partial ASL, partial speaking, Thad, Tyrone, Giordano is an incredible performer. I loved his performance in this. I loved he and Patrick's relationship. And something I especially loved were the moments that there was no translation um, of the ASL, whether that was between Thad and Patrick or Thad and Amy. There were different moments where the ASL was just for them. And if you have a base knowledge of ASL, you can pick up some of what they're saying and it elevates the story a lot. I just thought it was really well done. Would like to see more deaf inclusion in film.
3: Lacey, fun fact, because you won't bring it up, but I will. You have a base knowledge. You have a base knowledge of ASL (laughs) because?
4: Because I started taking ASL courses at community college. And? and uh ah! <laughs> tyrone giordano is uh one of the he's one of the teachers in the asl oh course. My gosh. so so, nice. yeah. so cute yeah. it's so very awesome. very cool
3: it felt really natural totally. in terms of how they did it especially when they knew thad was in the room they just emphasized the important beats of the sentence while they were talking not even like too thad but they just Th- threw up the sign in the air so sad could follow along i think yeah i think that boot camp worked uh,
1: i think there was perfectly. even a scene where it was um it was just sybil and everett and yeah. she starts talking and then you could see her sign a bit and then she stops mm-hmm. where it's like she it just seems like obviously this family has signed mm-hmm. their ever or not ever that's whole life so it's just something that's gonna naturally come out it, right it was
3: yeah i don't remember what the word was but it was like the the emphasis word in the sentence she signed and it's like yeah. that's probably what they're used to is signing the important yeah. words in the sentence so fad can follow along
4: i was i was going to bring um the quote to our quotes episode but i didn't um but it's one of my favorite moments in the movie at the end of the dinner table scene where sybil throws the fork to make sure she has Thad's full attention. And she signs everything to him that you are more normal than any other asshole at this table. Okay. Okay. I need a fork. It's just when they want something emphasized and they want to make sure that Thad is fully being seen and heard in his language. Like, it's an important moment and they emphasize yeah. it. And I think that's really authentic and really beautifully done. And I wasn't mocking my ASL lessons because they're ASL lessons. I was mocking it because I'm embarrassed. I think everyone who has the opportunity to take ASL classes should take them, especially at community college. They're essentially free, and it's just a way to make our world more inclusive. Um, it's a way to incorporate another community into your circle, um, and the Deaf community is really welcoming, really beautiful, and really wants to um, expand. So if you have the opportunity, take some classes. Please also make sure you are seeking out Deaf educators. You are not learning ASL from hearing people. It is a Deaf community. No one can teach you the way the Deaf community does. So. Please don't get your lessons from hearing people. Please seek out the deaf community for your education.
3: I wish it had been offered in high school. I
1: would have taken that shit. Totally, me too.
3: Way faster than Spanish, French, or German.
1: Yep. All right, guys, who wants to play a game?
3: Yo. Me. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. It don't matter if you went by an inch or a mile. I despise
1: guessing games. At this point, we've all sent in our Christmas wish list to Santa. However, Santa did send me a letter because he's had uh, some issues with our lists. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry Santa's broke. Not my fault. Hey, hey, I'm just the messenger. I don't know what Santa's deal is. But this is, he just said this is specifically for us. So he sent me a letter for the first time ever addressing those issues. In this letter, however, there are going to be quotes from movies that the actors from the Family Stone have been in throughout their careers. Okay. When you hear the quote, not necessarily said by the character, but just from the movie, you have Important. to say the word Santa. Okay.
2: Oh, I'm going to the delay is gonna fuck
1: me fuck it is. <laughs> oh well <laughs> when you hear the quote you have to say <laughs> the actor and the film that they were in so it's not necessarily who said the quote but the actor in that okay. film okay okay Okay. Capiche? josh we actually have a chance
3: let's run it <laughs> all
1: right um opening sansa's letter now Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. It reads, ho, 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 cinephiles. Oh, look what another glorious morning we're having. Santa. This. Ah, ah. For Sean?
2: That is, well, she's not in the Family Stone, right? But it's So yeah. Jessica Parker is in Hocus Pocus.
1: That's
3: correct. Shh. Yeah, ah! so it's just the actor is going to be in the movie. Not necessarily gotcha. the quote said by Yes. Got it. I'm on it. Okay.
1: Oh, look what another glorious morning we're having this holiday season. Lacey. It looks like you wrote 365 letters. You wrote every day.
4: Yes. Rachel McAdams, The Notebook.
1: Period.
3: That's good. (laughs) Oh, you're folding them in there.
1: Okay. And as much as I love that enthusiasm, one letter will suffice. If I've learned anything from being married to Mrs. Claus is that you have to be strong and independent. And remember, don't get mad. Get everything. Santa. Santa. It was a tie. That was
4: a dead tie.
1: Um uh, I don't have a coin to flip. Uh, yeah, I don't have.
3: Go, Josh. Go. It's is that the Incredibles? No,
1: I'm sorry. It's not. I just I just that heard is... strong.
2: Sarah Jessica Parker in the first
3: wives club.
1: It is I will give it to you. It is Diane, oh, Diane Keaton. Sorry. It's either or, so that's yeah, fine. Yeah.
3: Okay. I just heard strong and I was like, "That's Mr. Incredible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to be strong and independent. In Remember, don't get mad, get everything. Well, I don't know about everything, but I'll be checking your list twice. Now we're Sean. Um, I didn't buy you a gift. However, this is on loan Santa. until you... Yes, oh.
2: that is Dermot Mulroney and my best friend's oh. wife.
1: That's correct.
3: I bet it is.
1: I understand <laughs> it's not the lavish gifts you're used to getting under the tree every year, but life goes on. Maybe there won't be marriage. Maybe there won't be sex. Lacey! by God, yes. Wait, this is this the same?
0: <laughs> Santa,
4: I mean, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep yeah. saying my own name. That's fine. Dermot <laughs> <laughs> Mulroney. Yes, In my best friend's wedding. That's
3: now what the hell is she that? She pulled a fast one. Eh? She never said only one per. Yeah,
1: I didn't. I thought it was
2: a continuation. Per. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: maybe there won't be sex, but guy, but but by God, there will be dancing. Ever heard of rocking around the Christmas tree? We love that up here. Uh, one second, guys. Mrs. Claus, the meatloaf. Fuck Santa. Santa. Where Sean got it by it. No. Ho, ho, ho.
2: <laughs> that is no. Uh, Is he in that? Oh, it's Rachel Rachel McAdams in In Wedding Crashers. That's correct. Ah!
1: Sorry about that. We're having a jingle mingle later (laughs) tonight, and I've got the oven on high. Where was I? Ah, Josh. If I give you any more collagen, your lips are going to look like they got stuck in a cold drain. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Diane Keaton in The First Wives Club?
1: That's correct. (laughs) You can't keep asking for this, Josh. What happened to roller skates or a sled? Maybe a leather-bound book or an apartment that smells of rich mahogany. Uh,
3: Santa. Shh, uh, just said Josh. Uh, Josh. So that's, Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Who? Luke Wilson. That's correct. Okay, and the he's the other newscaster. Okay.
1: We're only a week away from the big day. Last minute Christmas list edits are usually a no-no around here, but since I'm such a big fan of the show, I figured I'd let you all do a little redo. Mela, your list was absolutely perfect. No notes. Aww. <laughs> Thanks, <Mella. laughs> Shut the fuck up. I normally don't do this, but in my token of gratitude as a means of promoting communication between adjoining nations, shouting from windows being forbidden, I shall provide a post office in our heads to further encourage the bearing of our souls and telling of the most appalling secrets.
3: Uh, Santa, I don't know. Feels like you said one in there.
1: What from where? The Incredibles. No! No! Gosh!
2: <laughs> I'm gonna get Craig T. Nelson in there somewhere.
3: <laughs> I don't know, that last one sounded like a quote.
1: <laughs> I'll keep going. I shall provide a post office in our hedge to further encourage the bearing of our souls and telling of our most appalling secrets. I do pledge never to reveal what I receive in confidence here. I look forward to hearing back from my four favorite movie fans. They say nothing lasts forever, dreams change, trends come and go, but friendships never go out of style.
3: Uh, Santa?
1: Josh? Was that Mean Girls? That is not Mean Girls. Ah. Rashawn? Um,
2: No, I don't know.
1: Yours truly love Santa. P.S. Anybody interested in grabbing a couple of burgers and hitting the cemetery? It's got to be during off-season, though. Let me know.
3: We missed a couple, I think.
1: Quite a few,
4: I think. Have
3: you
1: missed this? three.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Do, can we get another chance?
1: Yes, can I just really quickly? We're only a week away from the big day. Last-minute Christmas list edits are usually a no-no around here. But since I'm such a big fan of the show, I figured I'd let you all do a little redo.
3: Are you going through the whole thing again?
1: Mm-mm. Okay. I'm going to where you... Okay, got it. Or do you want me to just read the quote?
3: No, no, just isolate the ones we missed, yeah. I think, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Okay, so it starts with, I don't normally do this, but in my token of gratitude as a means of promoting communication between adjoining nations, shouting from windows being forbidden, I shall provide a post office in our hedge to further encourage the bearing of our souls and the telling of our most appalling secrets. I do pledge never to is reveal what I receive. Quote? Is this all one? <laughs> this is all one. Quote. I
3: told y'all it was one.
1: What the hell is it? Have we all seen this? We have all seen it. What the fuck? Um, I will give you a clue that there are different iterations of this one movie. It's from, and the actor in this movie. Oh 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 Santa! Yes,
2: Claire Danes in Romeo and Juliet.
1: That's incorrect. <gasps> Who's the actor? The actress is correct. The movie is not. It's Claire Danes.
3: Oh, oh, Santa. Homeland.
1: <laughs> yes, <I'm sorry. laughs> Claire
2: Danes and Little Women.
1: Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, that one was a bit of a doozy. Yeah,
3: Jesus it was like uh, 15 sentences long.
1: The next quote is, they say nothing lasts forever. Dreams change. Trends come and go, but friendships never go out of style. I should know this. It sounds very familiar. You should know this.
2: Is it a Lacey movie?
1: It's not a Lacey movie. I was very surprised at her uh, a couple episodes ago. She talked about this movie, and I was surprised that she liked it as much as she does. I'll read the last one, and then we can go back to it. The last quote is, Anybody interested in grabbing a couple of burgers and hitting the cemetery? Santa. Yep.
3: Is that one Mean Girls?
1: That is not Mean Girls. Mean Girls is not in here. Damn
3: it. Santa?
1: Yes. Rashawn?
3: Would
2: it be Sarah Jessica Parker and Hocus Pocus? No. Okay. Cemetery.
3: Hitting the cemetery. Who's the actress?
1: The back door.
3: Oh. Oh. Oh, 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 Santa. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that Luke Wilson? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that old school?
1: Damn it. But Luke Wilson is correct.
3: Okay, okay. Luke Wilson is correct.
4: I don't know any of Luke Wilson movies. Darjeeling Limited? No, that's Owen. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, that's that one. He was legally
1: blonde.
4: Is it legally blonde? It's
3: not. <laughs> I it, didn't put it there on purpose. Santa, is it the only other Wilson movie I know? Is it um The Tannenbaums?
1: It is The Royal Tannenbaum. <laughs> and that's on guess. Guessing, baby. <laughs> and we have one last one. That is, They say nothing lasts forever. Dreams change. Trends come and go, but friendships never go out of style.
2: Ah, Santa.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: That is a <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw in Sex in the City. He just, is- he just needed to
3: take a minute away from it. Dude. Ah. ah, Saint Nick.
4: <laughs> I said I had only seen the first movie.
1: No, but I, I didn't want to say this, but... You watching the show, I was like very shocked by.
4: In mm. high school, baby.
1: Yeah. Um, very good, y'all. That was so good. Um, Rashawn, however, does take it. Surprise, surprise. But yay. Congrats, Rashawny.
3: Thanks.
1: Rewrite that letter. Santa's upset. <laughs> I
3: clearly. Will you write it for me, I guess? Hmm? Doesn't he love I'll yours? I just cosign.
1: He wrote, he wrote, yeah, he, he, loved, he loved mine.
2: I'm just going to send him a spreadsheet. Fuck the letter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrapping things up, it seems that we've come to the conclusion that um, the family stone has a bit of everything. Wrapped in a neat little bow for just me and Lacey. The boys, however, uh, a mixed bag. A mixed stocking stuffer.
2: <laughs> sure, I'll be watching it in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, it'll be on again. It'll be gone next Christmas <laughs> as well. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. Who can find the fastest connection between Diane Keenan and the star of the film for our next episode, Jude Law?
0: Ooh. Got it. Okay. Damn. Holy shh. Yes.
4: <laughs> he said, delay on what?
1: <laughs> For sure. Okay.
2: Technology ain't going to pop me. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Diane Keaton is in uh, Something's Gotta Give with Jack Nicholson,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who is in The Departed with Ooh. Matt Damon. Who is in the Talented Mr. Ripley with Sexy Ass.
3: Judo. <laughs> Relax.
4: I still need to see that. Me too.
3: It's a biddy. Just wait for the TV show. No. are in Saltburn.
0: Oh my god.
4: Did you say oh. no? I don't want to wait for the TV show. I want to see the OG first.
3: You can read the OG. I could. Mm. Do you know who's in the TV show? No. Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott. Fuck, funny.
4: I'll wait for the T V show. <laughs> no, watch the
3: movie first. Watch Fuck! The movie
4: first.
1: Yeah, I think you have to watch a movie first.
3: Yeah.
2: Why? It's a goodie cast. It's, it's not Andrew right.
1: Scott, baby. Well, congrats, Rashawn. There are two big wins this episode. And that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. Can we
2: can we run it back? I need
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need the
2: tone to change. <laughs>
1: Okay, let me try it again. Okay. <clears throat> Congratulations, Rashawn, on your Oh, cheating. my God. Ah, did it!
2: It's forced, but I'll allow it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. At Cinephile Attack, and if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at WinCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, lacy and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays, and we'll see you at the movies. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Editing Rashawn, put a, a whooshing sound effect for uh, recording Rashawn's wave, please. <laughs> <laughs> Bye now.
1: <laughs> he was on a float with that wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.